Visit jacksonboonracing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C. A always BBC closing. Always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. One is in great shape. The other is, well, a shape. The Greg Bogue and John Burton Show. Try to hook up with Ryan Callahan, Go Balls 24-7 here in a few more moments. Of course, uh, Tennessee uh, sitting and waiting. Uh, what is it? North Carolina in the, uh, so what I'm here in the Gator Bowl? No, in the one in Charlotte, right? I don't know. I've seen all kinds of projections. What's that? That's the yeah, Duke's Manny's Bowl, now, isn't Yeah, it? but I, it's, um, I'm seeing all kinds of projections for Tennessee. Ryan Callahan, Go Balls 24-7 at Ryan Callahan 24-7 as well. Ryan, which bowl game would the Tennessee Vols be in? First of all, Ryan, it was, it was good to see you for like two seconds last week in the press box. You were going one way, I was going the other way, but it was good to see you, man. Absolutely. Good to see you as well. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe next time a little bit longer. I don't think it'll be in Nashville, though. Uh, I don't think they're headed to the Music City Bowl. Um, it looks like probably a trip to Florida uh, somewhere. Uh, there's just enough talk still of Tennessee sliding into Tampa that I'm not ruling that out, but I, everything's still pointing to Jacksonville and the Gator Bowl is the most likely and North destination. Carolina, and North Carolina? Yeah, North, yeah. North Carolina, there, there's some Clemson talk, although I don't see a rematch. That, that seems a, a little bit of a stretch to me after they yeah. played last year in the Orange Bowl, but probably North Carolina, and that means you might see a North Carolina team with no Drake May. Uh, he could potentially opt out of that game, yeah. uh, depending on what he decides to do there. So that could be a a pretty favorable matchup for Tennessee if you face a North Carolina team that's pretty good without their star quarterback. I, uh, yeah, being at the game last week, uh, Ryan, were you surprised things got as chippy as they did? I mean, you know, that's the most fight I've seen from a Vanderbilt football team in a while. That's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting how that happens. It's not the games you would expect. You know, we haven't seen that a whole lot from Tennessee, but when we've seen it under Josh Heupel, it's been these non-conference games. I remember last year the Akron game got really chippy. Um, earlier this year, uh, I, I forget what one of the non-conference games was similar in that way. Vanderbilt, at least that's an in-state rivalry. It makes sense, but it's not. You know, it's not Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Alabama. Right. It wasn't one of the one of the really competitive games. But sometimes that's that's how it is. It's the games that uh, tend to get out of hand, and and somebody somebody takes a cheap shot or or whatever, and it gets out of hand. But yeah, that was. That was not well officiated, I, I didn't think. Uh, that, that was uh, mismanaged by the officials, and, and it seemed agree. like they, would, they were not adamant about blowing the whistle and, and, and making sure the play was, was dead and that everyone understood the play was dead and uh, things, things got carried away. And they were, they were lucky that, that uh, it didn't get more out of hand, frankly, with the way, uh, way it was there for a minute with Vanderbilt clearing its entire bench at one point and uh, some punches being thrown. It, it, it was pretty ugly there for a minute. Just uh, parting shots with two ships. Well, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, for for one team. In the fourth uh, quarter, we're all gathered <laughs> around this one guy's 
computer watching the end of the Alabama-Auburn game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, the transfer portal Monday, not a lot of departures, I guess, announced just yet, but there's 14,000 players in it. Um, what we're, What's the portal comparing that with the balance of their recruiting? Are they positions they need immediate? And then who they want to go, and I, they all—all all of them are signing less high schoolers than usual to save that whole those try to free up some transfer portals. Where are, is Tennessee with it? Because it doesn't look like anybody, I guess, but what Burrell, the the lineman, is in it. Uh, yeah, well, Warren Burrell, the the, the senior cornerback, is the only the only uh, brother, Tennessee yeah. player in the uh, in the portal so far. Well, there will be others though. There there definitely will be some others. I uh, think there's going to be some uh, some. You know some some guys down the depth chart for sure who I think will will leave the program. I think certainly on the offensive line, there's a lot of bodies that I think there will be at least a a few guys there that that head out. Um, so so there there will be some turnover there. Uh, you know the question is, of course, will there be some some impact players? Um, because I, that's what you're seeing at a lot of programs already. You mentioned all the guys in the portal. I mean, there's a ton of high profile quarterbacks. You know Dante Moore from UCLA. And, some, some really good players. K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas, maybe headed to South Carolina. Um, Did I hear it, DJ's uh, going back in the portal, too? Yeah, it's... it's uh, Uwe Ungale? I can't say his name. Yeah, he, he is. He, now, that may be a, a ultimately a draft or go somewhere else decision, but okay. still entered his name into the portal, and, and we'll see if he uh, decides to go somewhere else or enters the draft. But, yeah, he, he could... You know, you wonder if he he follows his uh, his coach to Michigan State. Maybe that's uh, mm. that's one of the rumored destinations for Dante Moore, uh, Michigan State. So we'll see. But it's uh, it's wild. Uh, the portal's already been wild, and it's not even officially open for everyone until Monday. Um, the the teams that that have had coaching changes uh, and and graduate transfers can already enter the portal. But but Tennessee players, for instance, don't have the option of entering the portal until Monday, for the most part. So there will be a lot of activity early next week and. Yeah, we'll see. There, you know, all kinds of rumors this time of year. You know, there have been some guys in Tennessee's too deep, frankly, who've who've been in some conversations about uh, whether they're going to stay or not. So we'll we'll see what happens. But there there always are those kinds of rumors this time of year, and and we'll see if Tennessee has some has some impact players leave or or into the portal. But that you know that it, it looks like it will be not not too much in the way of impact players, and it's more about who they can add to sort of patch up the roster going into next year. Ryan. Eight and four. How would you do? You think Tennessee fans view this season, regardless of what happens in the bowl game? Uh, successful, promising, oh, average, disappointing, disappointing underachieved. Yeah, what's the adjective you put on eight and four and the way it played out? I think the Florida losses just really stick it out like a sore thumb, quite frankly. And I and then I would throw the Alabama loss in there too because you were in control of that game at halftime. But you're not expected to beat. Alabama, I understand you should that. beat Florida right I now. I understand yeah. that, but mm-hmm. you know you were up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. double digits at halftime. I, I no, I, I don't. I don't judge the Alabama game as harshly because that was a second half team all year, and they they kind of they kind of did what they did the rest of the season. But but yeah, it, it's it's tough to swallow that one for sure. But yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head, Greg. I think the the, the way the season ended uh, and the Florida loss, uh, especially those two things, just just make it. I think it made it disappointing to Tennessee fans the way it turned out. I think the the Missouri loss, frankly, I think is the one that made that made the season feel a little different. Yeah, that was Tennessee egregious. Fans. That that's that's the one where it's you know okay, 
Florida, yeah, you lost in the swamp. You, you know, you're like every other Tennessee team that's gone down there the last 20 years. <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's not a good Florida team, but that, that's happened before. You know, they lost to a four-win Florida team a few years ago. So that, that happens. But for them to be uncompetitive against Missouri, I think, kind of changed the, the way the season was viewed. It's a, it's a really good Missouri team, so I think that's probably not a fair way to, to look at it. But I think just seeing that, seeing Josh Heupel's offense struggle that much, against a team that Tennessee had handled for a few years in a row, um, you know, sort of made this look like a team that just wasn't wasn't as good as people thought they were going into the season. So I think it's just a, it's going to be looked at as a team that, well, let's let's face it, on paper has Josh Heupel's worst offense as a head coach um, that that didn't really beat any any great teams when you look at it. Their their best one of the year is what Texas A and M. So I think when you look at it uh, that way, you know, I think a lot of people just see this as a as just an okay team, and that's. Uh, not what people expected them to be going into the year, fair or not. So it's um, it's going to be a team that's viewed as a, a bit of a disappointment, especially with the door kind of being open for for someone to emerge as as more of a contender in the SEC. And Tennessee, you know, not building on ten and two last year, um, it's it's a it's a missed opportunity, I think, more so for Tennessee. But I think a lot of fans will see it as a disappointment because it was a team that started off seven and two and, and lost two of their last three games at kind of blowout fashion. Yeah, and right. Quite frankly, Missouri's better than Tennessee. Okay, yeah, that, that's they but, they're, but it, they're a good team, but man. it's still Missouri, yeah. right? And, and, get and the fact it, that you yeah. lost thirty-six to yeah. seven—that's you know? the kind of way Georgia and Alabama smacks you around, not Missouri, right? Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, and that's and that's what I think was the eye opener. I think, and I saw this in the in the Florida game too. Mm-hmm. I, I just think Tennessee didn't look as talented as as people thought it, it was going into the year. I thought Missouri looked like the better team, uh, just talent wise, uh, and that's that's hard for people to swallow, uh, knowing where this Tennessee team was last year. So. When you've got you know Missouri running back Cody Schrader running wild on Tennessee's defense, and the Vols frankly not having the speed to to keep up with guys like him, and not not being able to defend Brady Cook, uh, the the quarterback there, just it, it looked like a Tennessee team that's just not not as talented yet in year three as people thought it maybe was going into the season, and that's uh, it's a reminder that this is still a rebuilding job for Tennessee. You know, I think last year kind of fed things up with a with a special quarterback and some special receivers and. Now you've got to see where you can continue to, to make this roster better to get Tennessee sort of on track to compete with some of the top teams in the SEC. Well, all right. Then you're the uh, recruiting editor for Go Vols 24-7. So where do they get better? How are they right now? Are they good shape? Because what the national signing day is what, a week after next, right? The first one. Um, so what do you think? How Where are they right now today in, in getting what they need to get done? Yeah, less than three weeks till signing day. They've they've got some work to do still. They they need to to add some defensive line help. They need another cornerback probably. Might might add another Endsworth player, uh, uh, Jaron Sensabaugh, the former Vanderbilt commitment, a possibility there. Um, so they they've got some needs to address still. They they could use a second tight end in this class. They're they're a little short at receiver right now, and some of that frankly is probably just going to have to be addressed in the transfer portal. I'm not sure there there are enough names out there still for Tennessee to to get what they need to, to patch things up um, without going to the transfer portal. So some of this will be, you know, finding who they can plug in as, as an immediate impact player going into next year. And, um, and we'll, we'll see, they, they need to certainly make the roster better. I think they need some difference makers on offense. You know, they're probably going to need a starting tight end with a couple seniors on the way out and, and McAllen castles and Jacob Warren. They, they need some offensive line help or to keep the guys who are seniors that have the option of coming back. You know, that's probably the biggest, Wild card for Tennessee in the portal. Do they keep Cooper Mays, 
Javante Spragans, John Campbell, um, and uh, and do they keep that offensive line mostly intact, or do they lose a bunch of starters going into next year? I think they probably keep at least a couple of those guys, but we're still waiting waiting final answers from those guys. And then wide receiver, I think they've got to get better at that position. You know, just not not enough difference makers there this year. So I think they certainly could use someone there who's capable of coming in and starting, kind of like they went for with Dante Thornton this year that just didn't quite work out with Thornton. They, they need somebody who can come in and, and give themselves some – or give them some, some dynamic uh, ability there because they just weren't, weren't quite fast enough, didn't make enough plays at receiver, and that's obviously an important position in, the, in that offense. John wants to ask about basketball. Well, the men's basketball thank, – thank you, Greg. Hi, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we were over here going yeah. – we, we were going to transition to basketball. We were, we were both, over we're both making, thinking the same thing. Yeah, we're both over here making basketball shooting yeah. signs. And then, and then he, was be... like, he was like, I will ask the question <laughs> because my name's at the top of the marquee. But I but, defer, John. Oh, thank you. You're so gracious. <laughs> Ryan, obviously men's basketball taking one on, on the chin at North Carolina – the other night, do you chalk that one up? And what the hell happened to the Lady Vols the other night? They were cruising at home against Notre Dame and kind of, you know, kind of the bed. Kinda, you, you, thank you. I know that's what you were. Uh, I, I was trying to think of something, you know. Women poop. We do other things. <laughs> no, it was just they kind of yacked that one up. Yeah, so uh, uh, a two-parter for but, you there. But the gauntlet that Tennessee men yeah. have been on. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, true. yeah. Certainly a missed opportunity for the for the Lady Vols there to get a quality win at home. That's uh, that that was one that they needed to finish off, and that's uh, you know another kind of you know bit of a disappointing start to the season for them. The the men, as you, as you said, they've really uh, they've really faced a, a tough schedule as they often do under Rick Barnes. They're trying this other way around. Instead of winning these games in November, it seems like they're trying to lose these games and maybe <laughs> be better in March. We'll yeah. see how that works for them. But had to work for uh, Vandy. But, yeah. but then again, they're not. They're getting beat by UNC Greensboro yeah. and not you know North Carolina. Yeah. But go ahead. But yeah, so it, it, really weird though how this how this team has played. Uh, that's that's the big difference to me. This doesn't look like a typical Rick Barnes team. It's a really good team. Uh, but the way they played defense the other night, really out of character for a Rick Barnes team. They, they gave up 61 points in the first half. You, you kind of have to just chalk that one up and, and just hope it's an out-of-character performance for Tennessee. But there is this uh, tendency, I, I think, that we've already seen from this team to to give up some points, when they, especially when you have a couple of the transfers in, Dalton Connect and Jordan Ganey. Um, Rick Barnes has kind of fought the perception that with those guys on the on the court, Tennessee has more offense and a little less defense. And when they have the returning guys out there like Santiago Vescovi and Zakai Ziegler, they're a better defensive team with not enough offense. And that, that's I think they're still kind of figuring that out. What's the balance for this team? Can they play defense well enough for 40 minutes to, to be the team that we're used to seeing? The good news for them is they've got the offense to kind of keep up with some teams. And they were able to fight back uh, the other night against North Carolina and make it a game after being down by a lot uh, and only lose by eight. Dalton Connect, you know, he, he hurts his ankle in that game. We'll see how long that bothers bothers him it's not as bad as it could have been it looks like so that's good news for them but he's a difference maker for this team if they can sort of piece all that together and make this a typical rick barnes team that can play really good defense combined with the difference making play of of dalton connect on the offensive end you've got a really good team there they're just sort of figuring out figuring out all the pieces and seeing how they can make it all work together but it's a it's a really good really deep team that's just obviously faced a really tough schedule so far and we'll, we'll probably get better as the season goes along Ryan Callahan, Go Vols 24-7. Ryan Callahan, 24-7 as well. Ryan, thank you, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Have a good, have a good weekend, hey, guys. Hey, have Saturday off, right? That's right. You get to watch some championship games. Kick your yeah. feet up and enjoy, my friend. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all, 
all the fun starts soon for us recruiting. So yeah, yeah gotta enjoy it while we can. <laughs> all right. See you, Ryan. See ya. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it.